What's good, everybody? Scuba Dubert here. I just got back from New York City. Uh, it was a big, awesome production songwriting trip and took in a lot of that energy. And now I'm a little tired. But it's nice to come back to San Diego and experience also kind of the different musical cultures between SoCal and New York City. But it, a lot of it started to crystallize this one thing that I was thinking about. I was thinking about it on the plane. I was listening to an audiobook that is all about um, Beethoven. It's like an audio, not an autobiography. He did not write it himself. It is a biography of Beethoven. And it's kind of going into his arc, I guess. And so it's by Jan Swafford. It's a long one. I'm only like, I don't know, 10 hours in. But I was listening to it on the plane. And it was, it was an interesting kind of take on the compositional mind. Because Beethoven started working on composition before his teachers, before his father, before the you know people that were impactful in his life told him that he was ready. And it was an interesting kind of thing of like, what makes somebody ready to start doing? And how much of becoming Beethoven, you know, arguably the greatest of all time across any genre, how much of that comes from his instruction versus the act of doing? And so I wanted to talk briefly about understanding versus knowing. So it's, it's, easy, it's easy to like think of those two things as the same. But think of a teacher that cannot do. Or think of a historian or a theorist. There might be great understanding but little ability to take that understanding and actually turn it into a new body of work. Some people have both. That's probably the best thing to have. And then there are other people that have knowing. And I know like a lot of times it gets thrown out. Like the Beatles, they didn't really understand music theory, you know, inverted commas, but they clearly knew it. They were reaching into a bag of really interesting sonic choices and whether or not they completely understood what they were doing or why it worked, they knew it worked. But they only knew that by cultivating a deep sense of like what music is and what composition is. And so I would say that a lot of this stuff doesn't necessarily come from like grasping it, but instead is swallowing it incorporating it, becoming part of it. And the way that you do that is through imitation and through the act of doing and the cultivation of taste, of your ability to discern. And a really cool example was Beethoven trying to catch up to Mozart. Awesome, right? So he has this savant, this child prodigy Mozart that he's trying to catch. And so what does he do? He either is assigned or he signs it to himself to try and start copying Mozart's work through, the, through his own lens, but, but trying to say, okay, this is, this is the arc of this piece. I want to make something with the exact same arc, but I want it to be mine. And then I want to see like, what, why is his better than mine now? And it's fun to kind of trace some of these through lines into where he ended up as an older person versus where he started as a younger inexperienced person and listening to the comparison of those pieces and how he develops 
his own voice. But he develops a voice throughout the process of imitation, but critical imitation. And I think that by doing that, like there's a, there's a thing with, um, you know, playing, playing jazz or whatever, um, that's really big on transcription, but it's not just transcribing what the notes are. It's transcribing exactly the articulation. And so, for example, on a guitar, is it a hammer-on? Is it a pull-off? Is it a slide? You know, are you hitting the pick really hard or really soft? Are you using your fingers for some notes and your picks for others? Are you not even using your picking hand and just hammering on and pulling off really hard so that those notes are being sounded just by the sheer force of your left hand, which is something that Buddy Guy used to do all the time. Not jazz, but so cool. All these different like nuances you're transcribing those nuances with not necessarily the goal of I'm going to be a great cover band. <laughs> it's, it's, the goal is I want to get that in my fingers. I want to train my muscle memory so that when I don't know what to do next, my fingers do. It's like tracing the Mona Lisa kind of, kind of thing. You're not necessarily trying to become a portrait artist, but you're trying to get that into your, into your soul. It's like the people that type out Fitzgerald the writers and they want it. They're going to type out a great Gatsby or whatever and get the feeling of typing that work so that later when they make their own unique work that does not sound anything like F Scott Fitzgerald, they will have some bit of that inside of themselves. That is a very kind of bizarre inductive way of learning. And then you have the other side. That's like the deductive way of learning, trying to deconstruct so you can compose a symphony that is trying to hit certain emotional arcs with certain dynamics, with certain kinds of key changes and things. And that's more uh, inductive. And then you have the deductive of, I'm going to go through all of Mozart's pieces, write out exactly what chords he's doing and check it out music theory wise and see, you know, what school did he come up in? Who were his influences? Both of those things have value. But when you index too heavily on the deductive, I think you end up missing like 80, maybe 90% of the thing itself. It doesn't necessarily come from breaking it down. It comes from internalizing it. And the goal is not to pair it, but instead to develop your own manner of speech. In the same way that like learning a language, you can only learn so much by breaking down grammar textbooks. Not to say that's not important, but the best thing you can actually go do is talk to somebody and fumble and learn how to speak and then figure out how to speak in your own way. Music's very much the same. If you enjoyed this, I will be back again with another podcast next week um, with an awesome guest, but I'm not going to tell you who it is. So you come back and you check it out. It's going to be really, really fun. I've got a great slate of guests coming up. I think we have five or six already edited in the can. So definitely like, subscribe, rate five stars if you could to this podcast. I really appreciate your support. And if you'd like to check out my music, you can hear it at www.scubertdubert.pizza. Scubertdubert.pizza. Thanks, guys.